Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hi, everybody. Max Rushton in for Paul today alongside the broadcasting behemoth, Andy Jacobs. <laughs> Andy, we had a nice show. We, of course, reflected on the life of uh, Trevor Francis. Yes. Uh, but we will play the uh, lighter bits of today's programme, which I can't remember. What were they? Well, we had a chat. We talked about the weekend sport. Um, what else? Danny Kelly talked about the Tour de France. We talked about the England World Cup song with Al Greenwood. So, yeah, we had, you know. But, of course, after the news broke, it was difficult. And, obviously, we had to reflect on Trevor's life. And we had some great calls, actually, from yeah. from the listeners. Yeah, and uh, he came across as a really lovely man. Uh, also on this pod, some classic clips from 2004, when I was 25 years old and Andy was... In his late sixties. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Oh, good afternoon, Max. Nice to and see you. Yes, yeah, lovely to see you too. And uh, it was incredible, wasn't it? The scenes. We're going to talk to Brian Sharetta later about uh, Lionel Messi's first appearance. But apparently, David Beckham was in tears at the end. You think? Blight was only a friendly. <laughs> Do us a favour, mate. An emotional guy. Oh, Heart very on his emotional. sleeve. Oh, yes, absolutely. I just really... Aren't you sad? I'm, I think everyone's sad a bit that Lionel Messi didn't get managed by Phil Neville for any amount of time. That's just what I wanted to <laughs> it see. It would have been great. Here's how you do a step over, Lionel. <laughs> there was a story in the Sunday today where they were talking about the Beckham's effect in Miami and mm. uh, how much they love them there. Yeah. And a sandwich shop worker uh, over there was it, it was quoted as saying, David Beckham is my friend. I was thinking, who are you, the moose? <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a, does the sandwich seller have a social media yeah, account? Probably. Me and my, my good, good friend. friend. Me and my good friend, David. Well, does David mm. Beckham buy sandwiches from his do we know any more about this well, he have we got him a, on the well, show he, does, he likes a costa rican coffee does he and a okay. pork sandwich really well speaking of the moose there's been a goal in the brazil panama game <laughs> oh, has it been scored by one of his good friends we'll find out <laughs> three minutes into the second half brazil three panama nil Biazanetto with the uh, goal really brilliantly crafted down the left hand side and when the ball was eventually passed inside the penalty area it was laid back to around about 10 yards out to fire literally into the roof of the net with the goalkeeper already diving away to her left-hand side. Brazil have been so on top of this game, it's been embarrassing. And now in Adelaide, they have a third goal. Brazil 3, Panama 0. FIFA Women's World Cup update on TalkSport with Zero, Small business accounting software and proud partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Dream bigger. 
Annie, did you see this story over the weekend? Um, a nudist bather who chased mm. a wild boar near a Berlin lake after it stole his laptop was applauded by onlookers after a successful pursuit. The photographer who captured the drama said the unidentified nudist was happy for her to share the images which show him in bare-bottomed pursuit of the boar and her two <laughs> piglets while fellow bathers looked on in amusement. Um, and nature that strikes could have been back. dangerous, you know, confronting a boar in the nude. <laughs> That's a good text topic. <laughs> have you ever confronted <laughs> a boar in the nude? <laughs> it's, it's niche. It's not going to be everyone. That's going to be no eight, one. 10, 89, <laughs> uh, I'm back on social media specifically to get your stories oh, yeah. of animals you've confronted while naked. Eight, ten, eighty-nine. Now, yes? I want to talk about yesterday's sport because Please it, do. it should have been one of the great sporting afternoons. It should have been the Ashes. It should have been the Open. There's plenty the Tour going de France, on. the Grand Prix, Tour de France, yeah. the Grand Prix, but it was just an afternoon of processions. I worked it out. I mean, it was the Formula One was a procession. It nearly got interesting with Hamilton on pole, but mm-hmm. basically, it was another win for I Verstappen. Mean, I mean, it's boring. Someone else it? is going to have to drive, or it won't survive. I'm <laughs> yeah. afraid. Agreed. Golf was a procession as well. Yeah, it was ne- never in doubt. Was mm-hmm. there was no excitement in it at all. Well done to uh, Brian Harmon, who does uh, actually. I'd never seen him without his cap. And until he took it off on the 18th. Right. And he doesn't suffer... Does he lose his superpowers? Well, he doesn't suffer from golfer's hat hair. Right. Golfer's hat hair is good for him. He has a look of Ricky Ponting about him. Okay. Which a lot of people have noticed. So I've devised a make him look like Ricky Ponting kit. Take a picture of Brian. There you go. Look, I'm showing the YouTube viewers. And you just fill in his hair. And because he hasn't got any hair. Is it a kit we're offering at the Talksport shop? Yes, it's on sale. Marvellous stuff. (laughs) Talksport.com slash shop for the turn Brian Harmon to Ricky Ponting. Procession. Yes, it was all the Tour de France. The Tour de France we knew who'd won anyway, didn't we? But uh, the the actual, uh, the best sporting event was the Rugby League. What a game, the semi final. Absolutely brilliant game of rugby league. Did uh, Kevin Iro and Ellery Hanley score the winning try? I don't think they did. No, uh, Wigan okay. did have a player called Willie Iser. I thought was he a good investment? <laughs> very <laughs> Thank nice. you very much. Very good. And I do love the pr- I love the presentation at golf. I love the Masters, the presentation mm-hmm. of the green jacket yep. and the butler cabin. Mm-hmm. And this is always great. The old posh blokes sort of doing the speech, and they were standing there in the pouring rain. It's a great trophy, the claret jug. It is lovely. But David Meachers, he was from the committee. He had amazingly non-absorbent hair. Everybody else had an umbrella up, and his hair seemed to be sort of intact. I don't know if he had hairspray on. And Martin oh, Slumbers. Oh, it's made of sponge, of course. It could be a sponge. Could be, sponge he could have hair. specifically sponge, sponge hair. Meachers. Also, also available at the Talk Sports Shop. Good of Brian to decline the umbrella, though. Not like uh, Steve McLaren. No. no, he did. He said, I've had enough of being under an umbrella all day. Oh, you know, and he, he sort of allowed himself to get wet. But then he hasn't got... I think Steve McLaren woke up today and thought, do you know what? I reckon today's the day. No one's going to bring it. There's no need. I can fight. It's raining today, but do you know what? I've not been able to have an umbrella for the last 15 years or however long it's been. Finally, it's cold out. I can walk around it's Middlesbrough right. with my brolly. And now Andy's brought it up again. He's had to put it away. Oh, no, Poor it's, bloke. It's sad, isn't it? Yeah. What, what can you do? Because he doesn't have absorbent hair. He doesn't. doesn't he? It definitely gets wet. But it's a it's a beautiful trophy presented by Martin Slumbers, mm-hmm. does he? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's one of those names. And so all in all, it was it was great. But the only it was just a shame that there was there was no jeopardy. Sport needs jeopardy. Doesn't well, the it? jeopardy was whether the rain would go away. Well, it was never going to go away, was it? Really? No, you it know. wasn't. Dan says it's surely time to stop hosting events north of the Midlands. <laughs> it sounds like a phone in for another I know show. On breakfast, they were it? calling for indoor cricket stadiums. I mean, they do have one in Australia, don't they? But it's 
Presume the roof opens so they can grow the grass, otherwise yeah. it would be a bit tricky, wouldn't it? Yeah. Which one's that? Is that the MCG? Oh, no, it's the roof, Telstra, I think. Right, OK. I should know. You should know. You live there. I do. I do live there, but I don't live, at the, I don't live in the MCG. <laughs> no, we all do. OK. And I'm sorry. Ruben, I'll see if I can rent it out. Manchester City player Ruben Diaz is on the lookout for a new handbag oh. for Jack Grealish's mum, Karen, after he was unfortunately sick. Over the handbag. Ruben Diaz was vomited onto well, he, Jack Grealish's mums. He never drinks, and I think after the European... Right. After the Champions League win, oh, okay. I think they said he had agreed that he'd, uh, he'd try a shot. But the first one he tried just didn't win. You oh, never really? drink. Yeah. So what was the first thing he was given? Because, I mean, uh, my first my first point was tenants extra, which was quite strong to begin yeah. with. That was a strong one. Did it have an effect? Yeah, I wasn't. Didn't feel great afterwards, but I didn't. I didn't throw up into. That's a, more a text and, topic. I didn't, I didn't throw up into any Manchester City <laughs> wingers. <laughs> I didn't throw up into Michelle Vonk's anyway. uh, mum's handbag at the time. <laughs> Ruben wants to do the right thing and find a replacement for. Her. Mm. But I didn't think Mrs. Grealish's vomity handbag is a good name for a fancy. <laughs> <laughs> or a, yeah, or a band. So, what's the text topic you want to do? Have you ever been sick in someone's bag? No, what was your first bag? ever drink? In the your effect? first ever. Have a drink. There we are. Eight twenty-nine. I mean, obviously, don't say my mum's milk. Come on, we're better than that. Everybody, your now, first alcoholic drink. Well, as much detail as you like. And if you were, if you, if you were naked and confronting, you know, any wild animal at the time, that would really, that would really bring everything together. That would be wouldn't perfect. It? Yeah, marvelous. Very nice Guardian piece today. You were By right. me, was it? No, it oh. was. Uh, it was in the G Two magazine. Oh, okay. The headline is. Wasps have taken over my shed. Oh, dear. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah, wonderful. I can't think of anything better. Was it David Ginola's shed? <laughs> no, <laughs> you have wasps in France. Don't have wasps in France. Do they? Oh, well, I'm having a lovely time, Andy. Should we oh, get good. on with the programme? Yes, Should we do that? Then. Okay, so, yeah, it is Max Rushton and Andy Jacobs. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Robin Bromley says, on a Sunday, it was a tradition to have a Sunday roast, glasses of wine, and fall asleep watching the F1. When everyone did fall asleep, four-year-old me saw the opportunity to finish everyone's leftover wine on the table. Yeah. That evening, I went to Sunday Mass. Upon receiving my blessing from Big Father John, I punched him in the you-know-whats. Oh, then, no! And then we're not to be quite <laughs> ill, says Rob. Um, are you just saying you just remembered your, your first alcoholic? Yeah. It was pre... Uh, I used to go to this youth club. Pre-war? <laughs> yes. Well, it was... I worked out it was 1967. Ah. It was a pint of beer. Yeah. I think it was about 10, 10 pence. Wow. 10D, I think. 10D. <laughs> wow. Yes. And did you like it? I quite liked it, yeah. Oh. I'm not sure it was the strongest beer. I think it may have been cut with water. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Um, you. Uh, let's talk to uh, Danny Kelly, who's been following the Tour de France for H&J. Hey, Danny, how are you? Very, very good, Max. How are you doing? Yeah, all good? Really good, thanks, mate. Um, good. Uh, we're chatting to uh, Orla Chenoy, brilliant Eurosport host uh, on the Tour de France yesterday, brilliant. saying that uh, she wasn't sure if it was recency bias, but just felt like this was one of the best tours ever. Did, do you feel the same? And if so, why? Um, I think it was a really, really good tour. And I think the organisers, um, oddly enough, they had set the bar, I think, quite low in one way because of just before the tour, uh, Gino Madder had died. Um, as a young cyclist, I think they were, their main thing was to get everybody safely through the tour. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm never going to disagree with Orla because she is the absolute expert on these matters. I think they might have regretted starting in sort of uh, reverse order with the Pyrenees coming first because traditionally they come later on in the race and they are the hardest in cycling terms, even more, even though the Alps are higher. So I think they had 
they had narrowed down the possible winners to just two very early in the piece. And I wonder whether that took away a little bit of the drama. But the race between Tadej Pogacar and the eventual winner um, and retainer of the title, Jonas Vingegaard, was so exciting right through to the middle of the of the last week that I think they will be, be able to say we achieved everything we wanted. We had a brilliantly exciting race. We had no serious injuries or, or, or God forbid, fatalities. Um, and it was it was amazing how, I'm going to say in the post-drugs era, because that's what I believe we're in now, how the riders, far from slowing down their efforts, have become ever more frantic. Every, Virtually every stage, I think they can two where they took the day off, virtually every stage was competed at an almost manic pace. Um, and I think that's what one of the things all are maybe referring to. It was just amazing how much effort was put into the race every day by every rider. Um, but, and from that point of view, I think it was a terrific Tour de France. Um, interesting headline in The Guardian today about Vingegaard. Uh, it says, Vingegaard fails to capture the imagination of the French public. The Dane Tour winner for the second time lacks the warmth and humanity to win over the hearts of the people. And this that's quite a trait of great sports people, isn't it, that they're not absolutely full of personality i think i mean what you say is absolutely right you've only you've got to look no further than Djokovic to see what they're referring to there how some people are not naturally um attracting the warmth of the general public while still being brilliant at what they do and the problem for Jonas Vingegaard is the comparison with Tade Bacaccia they've won the last four tours uh between them now and Pagacha is open and emotional and funny and it, I mean most extraordinary of all before the race starts each day is almost prepared to tell the journalist what he plans to do. Vingegaard by comparison is quiet and reserved. He is very Nordic um, if I might make such a wide generalization. He knows what he wants to do, he's very good at it, he doesn't feel the need to be a showman um, and I suspect that it's that that's causing him to suffer, the comparison with Pogacar. And, of course, you've got a situation where you've got this, this thing that's watched by billions of people, both uh, on the roads and on television, but they're wearing a helmet, they're wearing dark glasses, and unless you can be a bit more of a, a personality at the end of the race or in the first thing in the morning you're being um, interviewed, there is a danger that you look a bit mechanical, a bit like a machine. And of course, that's the word that's been used about Vingegaard. Uh, for a very young man, he's so extraordinarily good at, at, at road cycling that it looks like it looks like he is a machine. Lars Sivertsen, our mutual friend, will be furious with your very Nordic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't forget, don't forget, Lars is married to an Irish yes, woman, yes, so, so that he he now he's picking his personality up from that part of the world. Um, there was a there was a really amazing interview with, and I hope I, I pronounce it correctly. I think Mate Mohoric, um, Mohoric, yeah. yeah, about the and obviously one of his teammates was the the, the cyclist who who died Mate, just before yeah. the tour, and before the tour and he did an amazing interview and and sometimes you just need somebody to 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 really spell out the kind of sacrifices that athletes make you said you know in the sort of post drugs era you you know it we sort of intellectually understand it but yes. when somebody really spells it out just quite how much you have to do to try and even compete let alone win a stage of this thing it is really worth thinking about just for a little bit yeah, I think we've all, those of us who follow sports closely, who enjoy it, who shout at the television, I think the interview with Deli Ali and the interview with Mohoric in the last uh, week or so have uh, pulled us up to remind people that we are dealing with human beings here. Um, and Mohoric was 
making, I think, a, a very sentient point that the, the sheer the sheer effort over a long period of time to even get into these cycling races um, is extraordinary. And to lose, for someone to lose their potential in the way that uh, Gino Mada did, I could see how it would affect them. And of course, cyclists, even the ones who are not teammates, tend to be very close um, because what they do is so unique. I mean, there are far less professional cyclists than, let's say, professional footballers around the world. And a bit like cricketers, they spend all day, every day together. Um, and so I think even though the, the, the level of competition is, is clear for anyone who's watched the last three weeks, they're also very, very close. They share experiences, they share the day-to-day, -day, um, and it, it's a, a little closed shop. And when one of their number goes down, I think it affects them all equally. And of course, when it's a direct teammate, as it was with Mahoric, and uh, for him to find the words, however tearful, however stumbling, to express what I think was probably the feelings of all the, the other cyclists and indeed, you know, fans of the sport, I thought was a brilliant effort. And he was doing this, don't forget, in a, in a second language. Amazing. Mm. And a word for Adam Yates as well, who <clears throat> felt that he'd had a brilliant tour. And uh, he, he sort of basically felt like the winner, he said, which was interesting. But he, he came third, yeah. which is a good performance. Yeah, and of course his brother, his twin, came fourth. I mean, brilliant performances by both of them. You know, and if you want to put a British angle on this, given that Mark Cavendish crashed out of the tour uh, earlier than than he would have hoped. Um, yeah, Adam. Yeah, if you're if you're um, the, not the team leader um, for your team, and if you are subjugating your efforts to somebody else, and if you're in a race that includes both. Vingegaard and, and Pogacar to finish third, to finish on the podium, is a huge achievement. And he's absolutely, I mean, you know, uh, uh, did he win? No. Can he feel like a winner? Yes, he can. Um, and to finish only 12 minutes behind the winner, only five minutes behind um, Pogacar, given that they had teams who were entirely devoted to them, you know, getting into those places one and two on the, on the podium, it's, it is a real achievement. And bear in mind, as I say, for the, for the uninitiated, so he's 12 minutes behind. That's after 3,500 kilometres. There are people who are two and a half hours behind. Yeah. It's a brilliant, brilliant effort by Adam Yates and, and by his twin as well. And actually, a, a, a word on, on <clears throat> Mark Cavendish as well, because mm. what, what, so close to having what the outright record over Eddie Merckx for stage yes. or something, that would have been such a wonderful thing. And he looked so crumpled in that picture, didn't he? Um, it, it, it's difficult to know how to, how to deal with this. Uh, it, yes, it, it would have been wonderful, but he, he has, from a much narrower skills palette, mm. he has won as many stages as the cyclist who most experts um, would claim to be the greatest of all time. So that is an incredible achievement. And at the risk, I mean, the other day I, I said on Twitter, he is one of the great UK sportsmen um, of the last quarter of a century. One or two people pointing out to me that the Isle of Man is not in the UK, but you know what I mean, pedants. Um, Mark's been absolutely amazing. I don't think it's any, any, any problem that he didn't beat the record. He's already equal the record, which is fantastic. And cycling is not like snooker or darts or something stuff happens people fall off their bikes the road is stone bones are brittle people get taken out of races and you know that that's that's the price of the sport and he he can walk away if this if this is the end for mark and he's at an age where i think sprinting is probably more and more of a problem he can walk away genuinely wearing a shirt that says i am one of the greatest of all time
Uh, good stuff, Danny. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks, Danny. Really mm. welcome. Of course you are. Uh, See Danny, you soon. Danny Kelly yes. there. Uh, Matt's been in touch, uh, Andy, Mr. Professional. He says, not quite naked. He says, early this year I was metal detecting in Trelec in South Wales. I decided to go to the toilet while in the process of this, and I looked up and saw a massive boar sticking his head out of a hole. I was, I was definitely part of nature trying to pull up my trousers while jumping over a barbed wire fence. He said, see, I knew it would fly. Have, when have you been confronted by a wild animal while naked? It doesn't have to be a boar. This could be the greatest text topic of, of all time. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Haiti after you know we invested all this in this song no look listen they, they did the same against Austria didn't they in the Euros and won that uh, that is um, they were very fortunate though, in they the were. end yeah. Ooh, oh, a great no. save by Mary Earth. yeah she played brilliantly she called me a lioness a uh, song for the Women's World Cup of uh, Hope FC with Mel C Self Esteem and Al Greenwood uh, who is the drummer in the band Sports Team and uh, played the drums on this hey Al how are you? Hey, yeah, very good. Thanks, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you for, for coming on. How proud are you to be part of this song then? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a dream come true. You know, I'm a lifelong football fan and sort of played the drums all my life as well, but didn't think I'd quite get the opportunity to uh, combine those two passions quite as directly. So it's been it's been very joyful. It strikes me the song's got to be different in tone to sort of like Three Lions because we did actually win something last year as opposed to the men that haven't won anything since 1966. So it, it, you must have been tempted not to go down that, well, not, no need to go down that road. Yeah, I mean, in some ways it's more challenging though, you know, like there's there's no real drama. It's more just the celebration of, of glory. Um, but I think there's a lot of similarities as well. You know, you've got to have that kind of hint of cheese, 
um, and a big sing-along chorus. So we definitely drew a lot of inspiration from the uh, the glory songs that have come before in the men's game. Yeah, one year of hurt doesn't. Two years of hurt. <laughs> does it, does one it... year of kind of gently waiting. And I should know this, but like, did you get all the team? I don't know how hastily you had to put this together. Did you get through to a video with all the players and all that sort of typical thing that used to happen back in the day? No, so we actually, funnily enough, shot some of the content for it yesterday. Um, it's all been pretty haphazard, as you can imagine. All everyone's kind of on different touring schedules and all the rest of it. But some people are kind of doing it remotely. We had loads of groups come down to this pub in East London, um, which was a really, really nice atmosphere. And they, we kind of replayed the game from Saturday and everyone was kind of singing along and having a few drinks. So, yeah, it was good. It's got some good people on the record. Tell us some of the people who are on it. Yeah, absolutely. So it was originally written by Olivia Dean, who's just released her incredible debut album. And she wrote it alongside Glenn Roberts, an incredible producer. And then we've got an absolutely all-star lineup. So Mel C of Spice Girls fame, Self-Esteem, um, Shura, Ellie Rousel, who's lead singer from Wolf Alice. Um, we've got Hailey. Um, yeah, there's a whole cast. It's 11 in total. Um, and what did, what did you make of the game then? I mean, a win is a win, right? That's how we have to view that one. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, like tournament football, the most important thing is getting points on the board, right? And I think you referenced yourself, the Austria game last year. Like, it's not that unheard. Obviously, in the men's game as well, a shaky start to a tournament isn't necessarily indicative of, you know, what's going to happen the rest of the games. Uh, I think it is a little bit concerning, the lack of goals from open play. Um, but hopefully we can give Lauren James and Rachel Daly a few more minutes although um, and kind of try and open things up a bit more in the next game against Denmark Yeah, especially, I mean the USA weren't amazing against Vietnam were they? Australia just got no. past Ireland you know so like I mean some teams have looked quite good Germany looked quite good Brazil are hammering, hammering Panama at the moment but you know you don't have to as we saw in the Euros we don't have to be brilliant yet but I mean it, those injuries are really hurting us I think yeah, I think they are. But equally, you know, as you said, the most important thing was getting through that game. And I think from here, we're going to see a lot more link-up play. I think once Bright has kind of like found her feet again, she's coming back from injury, let's not forget, um, and can kind of take up that captaincy role with a lot more uh, confidence in the position. We can see some nice playing out from the back. And I think, yeah, once we got James in the middle on Saturday, you saw the wings opened up. There's a bit more space in the centre of the pitch. And Ultimately, we've got a lot more depth in our squad than a lot of these other sides who are... I mean, what's great to see is that there's no... In the past, we've seen such kind of like head and shoulders above the rest of the um, teams in the group's performance. But the game seems so much closer this year round. Um, and I think it's going to be our depth that kind of enables us to push forward. The timing of this competition, they were talking about this on breakfast this morning, but we, we talked about this before the tournament. It was very strange, the gap between the end of the sort of European season and the start of the World Cup was a long gap. It was very difficult for players to stay fit, to stay in condition without getting rusty, and I suppose that's what we saw on Saturday. Yeah, 100%. And I think as well an interesting contrast is that with um, the NWFL are in the middle of their season, aren't they? So you see the American players are kind of fresh and ready to go. Um, but hopefully we can just, as group stages, fingers crossed, and without wishing to jinx anything, we can use these games to find our feet and get that fluidity back in the team. I think last year you saw such a kind of level of, I don't know, kind of flow and dynamicism and everything seemed to just work. And with that comes a confidence and belief, which is, then carries the side through some hit, like more troublesome moments. 
So hopefully we can just get back to that point in this tournament, use the group stages to kind of really solidify that. Um, and ultimately, you know, in Serena, we trust. I'm sure she's got it under wraps. Yeah, I mean, she is not the best <clears throat> coach in the competition. That makes a, a big difference, doesn't it? You say you're uh, you know, a football fan your whole life. Who's your, who's your team? My team is Man United. Yeah, oh, through, right. through. my dad was a season ticket holder sort of his whole life. So I was lucky enough to get to go to Old Trafford quite a lot. And uh, yeah. Are you just are you sitting there waiting for the takeover? Is that all? Is that is that you keep refreshing Twitter or whatever it's called now to find really, out that? It's just it's yeah. I don't know how much are we allowed to say, but I think you know, Glazers have just sucked the life out of that club, haven't they? And the whole takeover process is just so indicative of the way they've done business throughout. Absolute leeches, and they've kind of just tried to hold out for a bigger bid, distracted from the transfer window, detracts distracted from proper preparations. They should be investing in Old Trafford, and instead we're sat faffing around with offers that I'm not even confident there's going to be any output from it. To be honest, no, I think you've got a point, and they it does need to get sold, and all those things need to happen. And we did say if they don't do it before the transfer window's over, it's going to affect them. It is, and they've got a good manager there and a good squad, so you know. It, it would be a 100%. waste. And Ten Hogs building something, you know, I think you see some of the players that have come in and look, hopefully having a Nana at the back and sort of what we can start to work as, as a team is really, really exciting. But you can't have any confidence as a squad, as a manager, as a whole back office team, if you don't know what's going on with the ownership and how that's going to affect the finances. Um, your band sports team, you met studying at Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a, a question? When you said to your family, I'm going to be in a rock band, did they say, what on earth? What are you doing? Like, you know, <laughs> you have a, a proper, point, you have a proper job here. You're smart. What are you doing? To be fair to them, that never happened. They just absolutely loved it. Um, and I guess, I don't know. Yeah, they just always thought it was just a complete laugh. And I, I think, you know, the, my family are very lucky kind of value experience over all else, seemingly. So, um, yeah, I've had nothing but support from them. That's great. And, and all they, of my did... dad's uh, mates seem to really... Uh, they seem to value it very oh, yeah. highly as well. Oh, so there's a lot great. to talk about yeah. come match day. Oh, that's cool. That's great if your kid is in a rock band, I oh, guess, yeah. isn't it? Gives you some credibility. What, you know? And did you also, look, I can always fall back on being a, I don't know, a neuroscientist or whatever when it... Well, I don't did, think I really ever had that in me, to be honest. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, well, that's... Uh, I don't know, why not, eh? Could be a rock star, Andy. Can you? I'm likely. Um, well, look, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, yeah, and like, good luck good with luck. the song. I mean, presumably, you just get it wherever you get your songs, right? That's the, the simple way of getting yeah, the song. Absolutely. Is yeah, it, and is, all the proceeds are going to four amazing charities working in women's football. So That's good. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well Brilliant. Thanks for coming out. Appreciate your time. Amazing. Cheers, guys. Good stuff there. Uh, yeah. Al Greenwood there um, from the band Sports Team, uh, along with Mel C and Self Esteem and a whole host of others on uh, Call mm. Me a Lioness. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a brilliant... I was really impressed with Haiti, actually. I was expecting, as I said yesterday, a mm. cricket score, not necessarily a basball one, but a cricket score, and I was Eddie Goldstein told us to lump on 10-0. I put 70p on, I would have won 56 quid. <laughs> but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Uh, Colin Manning, though, wrote to The Sun. He uh, said, did he? Good yes, old Colin. Good old Colin. He said, so what if England's Lionesses only won 1-0 against Haiti, Haiti in their opening World Cup group match? It's not their fault Haiti made it difficult for them. It's not. Well, <laughs> it's but, interestingly, Paul, Paul wrote into the star <laughs> to yeah. say, I'm no football fan, but women's football's better. 
come on the lionesses I'll be watching <laughs> so that we've sort of covered everything there. it's actually it's really good if you want it? to get the show done quickly you can just use the Daily Star's text oh yeah uh, text the star <laughs> so this is from Big Connie who's been in touch with the star oh, I love Big Connie Big Connie yeah. so United have got their new captain Fernandez. so we can expect any game they play and there's no punctuation here so no. delivering it like that <laughs> any game they play and it's not going their way it'll be running 10 minutes longer with his continual whinging good choice Ten Hag not thanks <laughs> Thank you, big. Thank you, big Connie. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, really nice. Oh, did you want some more of this? I don't understand society these days. I can't read the rest of that one. <laughs> can guess? Can guess what direction that one's going in? Um, anyway, that is uh, Max Rush and Andy Jacobs uh, with you until four. Andrew, the Wolves fan, says hi, guys. About ten years ago, I was working in Bulgaria, which meant staying at a hunting lodge in the middle of nowhere. One morning, I woke up early and sauntered onto the balcony, stark naked, only be- to be confronted by a huge stag down in the courtyard he looked up and gave a bemused look as if to say is that all you've got mate and then just strode <laughs> off majestically oh, amazing six I should have saved this for one of my shows the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast the talk sport clips of the week Ah, uh, yeah, time now for the classic clips of the week, thanks to Tool Station. And uh, we kick off with Alan Brazil on breakfast talking Chelsea. The last couple of Chelsea games, right? The last couple of Chelsea games, uh, sitting in a very, very nice seat is old Gary Halliwell. Gary. Gary, I should say these are from 2000, April 2004, if you'd like to uh, mark your card. Gary Halliwell. I did actually. She is ginger spice. When I was at, uh, when I was at uh, journalism school and, uh, you know, we'd each take a t- turn in doing the, uh, 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 recording a news bulletin. Mm. One of the, the students said... Uh, and the defence, the defence secretary, Geoff Hoon. I was like, if you can't say Jeff, not so new, not sure news readings for you, mate. Anyway, we've had a few over the years here, though. <laughs> yes, he found us afternoon. No, I'm kidding. Go on, it's you. Oh no, I did the first one. Oh, did you? Yeah. Here's a caller to Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues. Last call of the day is Edward in Tamworth. Edward, good morning. Good morning, uh, uh, jolly good programme. <laughs> good morning, and uh, I think you thought it was Nigel. It's very polite, though, yeah, it was very wasn't nice. it? Uh, this nice. is uh, Mike Parry with an email. Hmm. Right, enough of all this nonsense. By the way, um, that terrible story about Madonna. I've got an email here about it. Fat, overrated foreigner. <laughs> lovely. Right, there we are. <laughs> a lovely email. <laughs> Tremendous. It was a different time, wasn't it, really? I don't think you can call anybody that. I know, if there are radio stations, you can still do that sort of thing. <laughs> Uh, let's get some transfer news now. Rangers have signed Monaco striker Dardo Perso. The Croatia international signed a three-year deal that'll keep him at Ibrox for three years. Really? <laughs> it's, it's important to really, you know, just focus on the important news. Uh, this is Neil Warnock at the time, uh, manager of Sheffield United, looking ahead to the championship playoffs. Crystal Palace have been on a roll for the last three or four months under Ian Daly, but I think it's the, the normal lottery, isn't it? Mm. Well, this is why it is a lottery, isn't it? I, but those are the two sides that I would go for, either Sunderland or West Ham, to make it into the place. But literally, it's a lottery, and I'm not that much of a gambling man either. I'm... That might just work in the favour, you don't know. Now mm. they've had the experience of doing that. But as I say, it's a lottery. The mm. playoffs are a lottery. <laughs> it's all a lottery. It is. He I sounds sound younger, me. He sounds quite a bit plumbier as well. Yeah, was Warnock posh back in the day? I think he was. <laughs> More man of the people. Yeah. It's Mike Parry on Breakfast now, welcoming their new sponsors. 
Let me just re- remind everybody, it's Tuesday morning, it's The Breakfast Show, and it's now sponsored by our new partners, Ford. <laughs> I don't remember that make of Ford. Uh, here's the news with Mike Boville. Wimbledon's season has ended with some good news. Despite relegation to Division 2, the club have won a High Court decision not to, to be liquidated after an inline revenue challenge in an agreement. Oh, let's start that again. <laughs> That surprise, really. <laughs> it was a bit confusing. Uh, Mike Parry again now, looking ahead to the evening's fixtures. What you say about a big game tonight, the biggest game in Newcastle's history for the last 10 years. So not their whole history, then. <laughs> uh, staying with Mike. Look, we're not, we're not calling the, um, the Prime Minister uh, of Thailand a tyrant. His name is Thaksin Shinawat. Uh, Shinawati, I'm afraid. Uh, I, I beg your pardon. You don't need to be afraid. You just got it wrong. Yeah, and then you got it wrong and then said, thank you, pardon, it's this and it wasn't that. But, you know, that's OK. Uh, this is Alan Brazil interviewing the Wolves chairman, Steve Morgan. I'm out of the day-to-day running of uh, my for- former company, Redro, now. Um, Who, so incidentally, I do... have some beautiful flats down in Ipswich Dock. Very, the penthouse in particular is gorgeous. <laughs> Looking for a discount, wasn't he? There, <laughs> I was once listening to Breakfast where Ray and Alan, uh, uh, Alan was on with Ray Parr and they were like, I think we were talking to Henk about it. And said, oh, and, and it's uh, great news. Obviously, they were talking about, you know, basically this, the whole housing, basically the whole housing in the UK was based on one developing being built on the A12. Now, oh, business is flourishing. And I, I confess, I flicked to another radio station that said, and it's the slowest growth for house building in a century. Um, uh, staying with Alan. Sun is shining. It's ten minutes to uh, ten minutes to ten past eight. <laughs> so it's twenty-two. Then. Twenty-two. But it's a good way of doing maths, isn't it? As well, it's currently five past five past two in the afternoon. If you're interested. Finally, it's a clip that's become a bit of a Christmas classic. It's Ian Collins and his and a call. Oh, I love this clip and a caller to his special studio guest. Genesis is Mike Rutherford. <laughs> We're going to take some calls. Mike Rutherford is with us from Mike and the Mechanics. 08704 202020. This is Mark, who's down in London. Mark. Hello, Ian. Hi, you're through to Mike. Uh, good evening. Hi. Hello, Mike. How are you doing? Seen you several times. Right. Hamburg, Manchester, and Birmingham. That's good. That was in the 70s uh, when Phil Collins was on the drums. Right. Now, a question I've got to ask you here is, how did you come out with Salisbury Hill? Where did that come from? Because that was a brilliant, 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 one of the best songs I've ever heard. Right. Well, unfortunately, that wasn't me. That was a, a song by Peter Gabriel. Well, it was Peter, yeah, but weren't you involved in that? No, that was his, sort of, that was his first real kind of solo album he did when he, when he left uh, Genesis. But, I mean, I agree. I think, it's, I think it's a great song. I've seen Genesis live several times. And they're one of the greatest sounding bands I've ever seen in my life. What do you think of Supertramp? <laughs> the payoff is so good, isn't it? Honestly. That is really good. Oh, that was Clips of the Week, thanks to Toolstation. Clips of the Week on TalkSport with Toolstation. Save an extra 5% every day with a Toolstation trade account. Shop in store, online or on the app. Quite sure how to bring this back to sport, but it was a sentence that I enjoyed reading in the Daily Star today. Sausage rolls are the best thing ever to come out of an oven. <laughs> there we go. The snack claimed top spot in a poll. You know, I like polls. Uh, by claiming 34% of the vote, what's the best thing to come out of an oven? Sausage rolls. Yes. Anyway, pizzas were second, followed by savoury pies, chocolate brownies and cake. They interviewed Roland Groves, 32 of Cheshire and Buckinghamshire. 
who Too said Roland Griggs. Yeah, he <laughs> said he couldn't get through the day without a sausage, sausage roll. The plumbing boss said for the past mm. two years I've had a sausage roll for my lunch. It's amazing. There I was watching a program about Griggs, the, the right. bakers, yeah. not the plumbers, yeah. obviously. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's their most popular item, the sausage oh, roll, no. followed by the vegan sausage roll. Well, do you know why it's the, the most? You know, do you know why it's the most popular? Why? That's the best thing to come out of an oven, Andy. Oh, well, yeah, I refer you to <laughs> something I said about 35 seconds ago. <laughs> Sorry, I'd already forgotten. <laughs> That's okay. Do you remember Dave the Cat um, from the World Cup? Yeah, not really. He was the World Cup, but he was the cat that was hanging around the World Cup. Oh, that's the that's uh, right. Who, who was, who John was nice? Stones. John Stones was nice to the yeah, cat. Yeah, and, uh, and basically they, they, they brought him home. He was adopted by the FA. Okay, After nice. a series of tests and jabs and a lengthy slot in quarantine, quarantine, not quarantine, Dave was eventually adopted by FA media operations manager Anna Bush and her family in the UK. Oh. The Saudi FA did put in a bid. Right, OK. So off to uh, eight, going to Al Hilal for £874 million. Uh, despite speaking up for other, you know, cats' rights and dogs' rights in the past, as the money has turned its head oh, and it's gone there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that um, zebra crossings are going to... We're going to have longer to cross the road because we're getting so fat? Yes, I, I, I saw that. It's right. a little bit worrying. Because we can't cross the road fast enough. Uh, the no, man, I know. The green man will be 20% longer. You can always tell that when you're at an airport, can't they? They say yeah. it's 45-minute walk to gate eight. Yes. And you're there in about three minutes. You're going, what? It can't be. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Well, it depends who you are. Uh, by the way, result in a pre-season game, Groyther Firth has managed to draw 4-4 with Liverpool, which is uh, quite impressive. Yes, they were Groyther losing. Firth that's, that's a, it's just an old German yeah, man, isn't it? Too much, is it, from pre-season. Really. ridiculous. Oh, I did like Ange Postacoglu when the sort of mm. the cheery Tottenham social media man after the defeat to West Ham said... Our results don't matter. And Ange just went, they always matter, mate. He's like, he's going to be so good. He's going to be so good, Ange Postecoglou. Well, uh, yes, I think he will be good, but uh, I think they, the club need to help and they need to make up their mind what they're going to do with Harry Kane. Oh, have they not decided yet? I've <laughs> been following that. Um, I, I, I've, up to now, I thought he's definitely not going. But when you start, if it's true, if they start issuing ultimatums like sign a new contract always selling you then you know, you can see him leaving in that situation where he's not playing and Mbappe's not playing they're just sitting around that wouldn't be good. chatting away I don't think that's it's not in Harry Kane's no. makeup is it the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast that was today's pod tomorrow's will be me and Charlie Baker and then Wednesday is Charlie and Andy Thursday Paul and Charlie Friday Paul and Andy so five different combos of an excellent radio program this week consistency is the key Very much so. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.